Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. That's right. It doesn't matter what you identify as. You can listen to my podcast. This is Making the Cut. I am your host, Mark Atreira. And again, thank you for everyone who's been listening, especially those who listened to my latest and last podcast, the one that was breaking down the draft class of the Atlanta Falcons. They appreciate it a lot, too, because let's be honest, the Atlanta Falcons need as many people to acknowledge them as a team. They need as many fans as they can get. So maybe I can help and get some people to be some Atlanta Falcons fans. Who that? But I have been doing. Oh, before I get to that, don't forget. Thank you so much for your listens. When you when you want to look out for my next podcast or this one here, you can always find them on Facebook. I'm always going to post the, the, the links on Facebook. You also can go to Spotify. You can follow me there. Uh, you also, you can follow me and it's going to let you know when my next podcast comes up. Like this one's going to pop up and say, Hey, I have a new one out there. Finally, I'll go over that in a minute too. You also can go to the anchor app, which is free. You can download it. You can follow it on there, or you can go to anchor.fm and you can follow me there as well. Yes, I did say it's been a little while. It has been a couple weeks since I've posted another podcast, had to take some time just to make sure that I had time wanted to make sure I put something out good, but I have been uh, on the, as you've seen on the series, been doing a series. It's going to be 32 of them. Going to cover all 32 teams, covering their draft classes, and also going over some of the notable names of their uh, undrafted free agents. But before I get onto it and into it, I did tell you on the last podcast that there would be some things, and you could always follow me. I'm typically right on a lot of things. I did tell you that there is a guy that's going to be traded, most likely going to be traded. And his name is Julio Jones, the receiver from Alabama slash Atlanta. I told you, and keep watching, rumors rumors were true. He's going to be traded, and they had to wait until after June 1st so that they can get past all that contract stuff. Because if they were to trade him before, it was going to cost them too much. They're going to have to eat too much dead money. So one smart thing that the Atlanta Falcons finally did do was that they waited until after June 1st. They're not collecting all this dead money like the Saints tend to do. Yes, I said that. Also... Before I jump off into the Baltimore Ravens, which is I'm the one I'm doing today, as you can see from the title, thank you for those who've been sharing. Thank you for those that have been listening. Those of you who are not technically inclined, get with somebody that can show you how to listen to me. Or if you are one of those ones who were not technically inclined before, Michael, and you had to have somebody show you how to do it, when you go to share some to somebody else, show them how to do it just in case they were technically not inclined like yourself. And they'll be able to listen too. Also, again, like I said before, you like my podcast before, you want to help me out growing it even more, go and share it. And if you're not a subscriber already, go stop right now and you can come back to this podcast. Stop right now. Go to Spotify and follow me there or go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app and follow me there. Thank you for the follows. So, on to this show, and you know, I'm going to be running through these because it is 32 teams. There's going to be a lot of stuff that I want to talk about outside of football, outside of NFL draft. You know, most of my stuff's going to be football, let's be honest. Everything else, baseball season is 162, uh, it might be 358 games now. I don't know. Basketball season, I have no really, I just, it just bores me nowadays. They got too many politics in it, and it's not really my thing. And I don't want to hear about LeBron and falling down and hurting himself on flopping again, so, or his racist nonsense that he's always got to say. But, moving on, moving on, going into the Baltimore Ravens draft, 
going into this draft, there was a lot of talk, just like there were for the Philadelphia Eagles for the last five or six years, that they needed to draft receivers. Well, you want to talk about the smokescreen or the weakest smokescreen of all smokescreens. The whole time that they were interviewing them, and if you see, saw them on TV, uh, the brass there in Baltimore were always saying, we don't need a receiver. We really love our receiving crew here. We have a great receiver room, which was actually their words. But when you begin to listen to this draft class, number one overall, their first draft pick overall, you begin to say, yeah, that was just a really, really weak draft uh, uh, smokescreen. Uh, but... There's a couple changes in Baltimore. Mark Ingram's no longer there. So, I mean, in, in their defense, defense is always a Baltimore Ravens defense. I think Harbaugh just, just makes sure he keeps that tradition going there. Uh, so, on to it. Their first overall pick in, in the first round was Rashad Bateman, the receiver from Minnesota. This this was a guy that was listed to go in the first round. And going right back to what I was saying where they said they didn't need a receiver. Yeah, they got a great receiver here. This guy was one of the ones that they were listing right below Jamar Chase uh, for a while. They were also, you know, he was above Devontae Smith for a little while on all the boards going into the year. It, but he was a guy that opted out, opted in, opted out, opted in, and then opted out again. So it, it so he kind of dropped, but he still stayed in the first round. So this is, this is a guy that hopefully can help them out. The thing that you're going to have to run into with their, with Baltimore is their style of offense. Now, they have conducted and constructed an, an offense that fits Lamar Jackson, supposedly, because he's going to be under center. He gives you an opportunity to run the ball. But when you go back and you look at him in college, if they did go to a more of a spread offense instead of him being under center, of course, they have a great running game, even without Mark Ingram there. He has an opportunity to do even more. When you, just go back and watch him at Louisville. Watch some of the tape there. And if you get him some playmakers or receiver, it also makes him even more dangerous when you have him an opportunity to get get off going, not from uh, from under center. But so Rashad Bateman is their first pick in the first round. Their second pick in the first round, which was actually in a reach, uh, it probably would have been the biggest reach in the first round if it, if the Saints wouldn't have drafted who they drafted in the first round. Uh, but they drafted outside linebacker from Penn State, Odafe Owe. This is a guy that didn't have a whole lot of production, in, especially last year. Uh, he had an opportunity. He's an outside linebacker, by the way. He had an opportunity without Michael Parsons there. I don't know if Michael Parsons made him better the year before, but look, Penn State's been down the last couple years, really last year for sure. Uh, so, and he didn't have much production. He had an opportunity to do it, but he just didn't get it. So considered by a lot of people as a reach in the first round, which is a guy that they probably could have gotten later because he wasn't on a lot. It wasn't really high on a lot of people's boards. They didn't have any picks in the second round. Move all the way down to the third round. They did get a steal, in my opinion, here. Ben Cleveland, offensive guard from Georgia. Ben Cleveland, really great. I th- I'm pretty sure he was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. I, I could be wrong. With him. It was a four or five-star. He's offensive lineman at Georgia, so he was a four or a five no matter what. Uh, but this is a guy that was mocked in the first round at the beginning of the year. He was mocked in the first round a couple other places. But it was just one of those ones where he fell, fell all the way down to the third round. And so you get a guy there. That's a huge steal. And he, that might be a dark horse for them, too. He's probably going to start. Their next third-round pick was Brandon Stevens, a cornerback from SMU. Now, this guy coming from SMU, getting drafted before the guy that they're going to draft later, I'll talk about in just a moment, too, in the fifth round. It 
you know, now don't get me wrong, it's the Baltimore defense. Any of these guys are going to get in, they're going to plug them in and play, they're going to coach them up, and they're going to be an awesome defense. Uh, but this is a guy that he did ball out when he was at SMU. They're gonna, there was a lot of talk about it, of course, the talent that they played against and things like that. But the guy could play. Got good measurables, good ball skills, uh, got good football IQ. So he's going to have an opportunity to start as well. Moving on down to the fourth round. And then in the fourth round, remember what I said in the first round. Remember what I said at the beginning of it, that all of the talk, the horrible smokescreen that they don't need receivers they're completely happy with their receiver room that they have. They go and pick up another dangerous weapon and Tylen Wallace, receiver from Oklahoma State. This guy was a guy that was mocked higher as well. They got him in the fourth round, so I don't, uh, I don't blame them for drafting him. But he's a blazer. He's not as big. He's not as big as frame as like Rashad Bateman, but he can ball. And so it, it, there's two guys that you got in this draft at receiver that can already bloister your, your receiving crew. And I think they might actually end up being there. Now, I'm not saying knowing your fantasy football players to go out there and draft them, especially this year. they got to get out there and actually do it. you got to see if the offense is going to do something, if they're going to adjust to be able to get these guys the ball. But these are two playmakers at receiver. They could be a great tandem if the offense is ran a way that they can be successful. So going on down to the fifth round, and this is the guy that I was going to talk about. I mentioned it a minute ago when I was talking about the cornerback from, uh, from, from SMU, Brandon Stevens. In the fifth round, they got a guy that all up until this year was listed as a first-round draft pick. Also, top 10, top 5 draft pick is what it was, what was going to be. Cornerback from Ohio State and Sean Wade. Well, what happened was, was Sean Wade, when he was there at Ohio State, was a lockdown corner, but at the nickel position. This past year, he got put out on the outside on an island by himself and he got exposed. And so he fell and fell and fell and fell down the draft boards. And as you see, Baltimore was able to scoop him up in the fifth round. And the thing about it is maybe he got exposed being on the outside, but he's going to Baltimore. So he could turn out to be a great player too because he's going to a great defense, a great defensive-minded coach, a great defensive coaching staff as well. So he could turn out to be a great player there in Baltimore could have been the perfect fit for him especially with him falling he's most likely going to be on the inside because they know that's where he excels at you put him on the outside uh, on an island and it, it just doesn't really work out for him also in the fifth round they got Daylon Haynes defensive end from Notre Dame and I probably messed up his name but that is a good pickup I got to see some tape on him especially in the fifth round always add into that defense and then also to, to in the fifth round to round off their draft in the fifth round Fullback, that's right, a fullback drafted from Michigan, Ben Mason. That's right, a fullback getting drafted. That's huge. That doesn't happen often. Fullbacks and long snappers get drafted less than kickers and punters. Fullback is a kind of a lost art in the league now. But you still have a couple of teams that pick up line, uh, uh, fullbacks. You have the Saints that pick them up. Of course, Baltimore, sometimes Dallas. But most of them... Fullback is a, is a dying breed, and so for one of them to get drafted, that's huge. And it's a perfect team for him to go to because he's going to have an opportunity to be out on the field all the time because they're going to run the power eye formation, going to give it to that running back, you're going to let Mar Lamar do his thing, opens up the play action even more as well. So that's the end of their draft. I did want to go, I did look through their undrafted free agents as well. Uh, and there's a couple of names that really stuck out. Like, you know, if you listen to the other uh, 
draft recaps for the other teams, you know this. I, I'm not going to list all of the people that they were that were signed as undrafted free agents, but I pick out the names that are notable that you may have heard if you watch a lot of college football, or if you or, or if you watch a lot of stuff on the draft and you realize these guys should have been drafted somewhere. Uh, and there is a couple guys that, and it's really just two guys that were notable for Baltimore that were undrafted free agents. One of them was Adrian Elay. He's offensive tackle from Oklahoma. At some places, they had him up as as high as the third round. So I didn't understand why he didn't get drafted. But if you get him undrafted as a free agent right there, that's perfect. This guy can play. He can ball. He did a lot at Oklahoma, especially pass blocking. So it's going to be huge. Could open up an opportunity for Lamar to be able to do it. But, you know, he's a big body. Any, Any of these guys could be run blockers. So. Uh, and then the other guy that they got, which was Ardarius Washington, which is the other safety from TCU. Now, both of those safeties from TCU can play. This guy can play too. And actually, I was really surprised he didn't get drafted somewhere. He can ball. He has a possibility on that defense because of how they coach to be coached up and to be on the field even day one. He's, that, he's actually that good. So I, I think he will actually make the team. Overall, I think Baltimore's, you know, I'm not going to give any actual grades. I'm not Mel Kuyper. I'm not going to give a, a grade grade. But overall, I gave them a pretty good draft. I mean, they hit the needs that they, that they really needed, especially on the offense that everybody else saw that was blaring that they tried to deny, which was receivers, getting Lamar some help on the outside and being able to move the ball down the field and save his life, uh, his football life a little bit longer so he's not running for his life all the time. Although he is the best. He did have a thousand yards rushing. Some of the best running backs didn't have it. Alvin Kamara didn't have a thousand. Yeah, there's a few of them that are big name running backs that didn't have a thousand yards rushing, but Lamar Jackson as quarterback did. And yeah, I know a lot of people look at him and say he's a he's a running back playing quarterback. He's a quarterback, but he's versatile and he could ball and he's good. There's a reason why that that MVP was out there for him. So he he, he can ball. Anyway, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. They're going to be a, they're going to be in a really competitive division this year. I say really competitive. You don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do, but Big Ben is back. Uh, Cleveland is so much better. They keep getting better. And Cincinnati is coming around. Who knows? And I'll talk about Cincinnati um, when I do their draft class. But they're getting better as well, too. I mean, you got Joe Burrow there. They're already better than what they were the last 10 years, so. But that is my coverage, my take for the Baltimore Ravens in their draft class. So make sure you keep listening. Thank you for listening to this one. Go share, follow, wait for the next one to come out. It's always going to be on Facebook. Go to Spotify and follow me. And as always, I am Mark Atreer, and this is Making a Cut.